0: Now we're going to make some blackened alligator with some cheesy pasta, baby. Let's go. Four pounds of that alligator cued
1: up, now. I hit it with my blackened seasoning, now. All right, y'all right, to draw in some two pounds of cooked pasta. And Reeves finds LeBron. That's a three ball. It's good. Corner three for LeBron James. One cup, y'all. Smoked Gouda with
0: bacon, now. Go ahead with that alligator, now. Right in the hole, baby. One cup that Parmesan cheese. Go ahead and mix it up real good.
2: Live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island, it's Colefield and Company. Reeves finds Beasley. And another one is good. Malik Beasley.
0: Here we go. Cofield and company fired up, bouncing off the walls. Willie's here. Glad to see Willie back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ari's back in the Finley side of studios. That was scary. That yell was scary. But I am freaking amped. We're here at Golden Circle. Coming in, you heard some uh, audio from a video making some alligator pasta, some alligator creamy pasta. We'll get into that. The Lakers left for dead. Hmm. Everyone expecting GSW to bounce back at some point. Lakers are right there with Golden State after all these trades and 3-1 and since the trade deadline. So a lot to get into, a lot of football. More about our ex. It's hard to let him go, Derek Carr. Uh, we'll get into Derek Carr, what the plan is for the Raiders quarterback position as we're in this three weeks of hype and chatter about NFL free agency and moves. We're getting ready for a UNLV men's basketball game. So we'll have some talk about that later in the show. And really the reason I'm bouncing off the walls, aside from the sports talk, I love reality cooking shows, competitions, and our own Mark McMillan is on Next Level Chef. Spoiler, turn off the radio if you're watching and you haven't watched episode three yet. He made it through. So Mark's coming up with us in a half an hour, and I got a lot of problems. I got a lot of problems with some of the other people on the show. So we'll see how they react.
3: What's up, Willie? What's happening? Been a, been a minute. Been about uh, ten days since I've been on. So, but we are back. Uh, God, there's just so much. It, I, it cracks me up to hear sports fans, either calling in national shows on social media. You know. Oh, NFL's you know they, they want to know they can't, they want to know what's going on with free agency they want to get to the draft they can't wait till next season as if there's nothing going on and yet there is so much yeah.
0: well I mean NFL NFL is king sure
3: but there's a lot of good stuff there's I mean, a lot exhibition baseball started today
0: don't care sorry not to be harsh I care I care nobody cares the,
3: about exhibition but the point is, I, is that I care for fantasy, on the I care
0: for fantasy baseball and betting baseball and uh, I, yesterday I did get into the A's and all that stuff and the whining by Major League Baseball owners, but it's a little bit early. I shouldn't say I don't care, because obviously I do. I just gave it's, you five, it's, it's five bullet po- points. It's a
3: point that it's but on it's the a horizon. Right. Uh, WNBA is not until May, but Athletes Unlimited, which was in Las Vegas last year, started last night in Dallas. There are some Aces involved. There are some WNBA players. NBA is back in action NHL is, they're both in the second half of so their season in, in crunch time here. So there's a college basketball, March yep. Madness, right around. Steve, we are a week, do you realize, I looked at my calendar, I'm a week away from Pac-12 Women Tournament, and then the conference tournaments that are going to be here in Las Vegas, and then, selection time, and then it's bracket time. And You'll have one, I'll have one, Adam will have 40.
0: LVSportsNetwork.com will have one, we have a contest, we're giving away big prizes, so We'll give you some details on that later on. Put that on the tease board, please. But, yeah, Lakers last night, so NBA second half has begun. we got all these trades that have been completed. We've got some loaded squads. I think the Lakers did a really good job at the trade deadline. And last night we saw it on display. It's a very beat-up Golden State team, but they freaking trounced them late in the game. LeBron didn't have a great game, but you heard the highlights there. LeBron with a three. Malik Beasley, one of the new guys they picked up, 25 points. Austin Reeves is starting to emerge. He was great on the fast break. Uh, Lonnie Walker is a contributor. Uh, Mo Bamba had a double double last night, so I'm excited to see what the Lakers do here in these final uh, final 20 plus games to get the hell out of the seven to 10 slot. Good news for you. Been waiting to talk about this for 10 days since I've seen you. Oh boy, you look healthy. You look like you're back on your full allotment of daily eggs.
3: Oh man, I'm on my well. I did a half-assed Aaron Rodgers, and then um, I had a- <laughs> What phone. is that? Well, I just kind of did a retreat from everything. I shut, th- I just, I, I mean, I didn't go into a darkness hole, but I, I kind of shut the phone down. I put it on, I left it in an opposite room. I had it on DND. Um, only a couple people knew where to find me, where to get hold of me. Um, that's right.
0: You did tell me before. And I just kept The myself. last time I saw you that you were going bye-bye for a while.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to come. I, I,
0: of- I think I texted you like twice the whole time. I left you alone.
3: Yeah, no, You. I think one time you said, hey, I know, but just when you get a chance, let me know what your schedule is like next week. Um, and you know what I did? I went to the gym and I hung out with Kalua, And I watched a lot of TV. Nice. I just relaxed. Did some cooking. Get some meat and relax Did you make
0: some creamy alligator pasta?
3: No, but... Did you it, watch that video? No, but it's... You got to watch it, man. Not it, was good. On, it was on the
0: flat top. We're, we'll uh, we'll get you the link. Yeah. We got to send that link out. Um, a little too much with the fake Cajun stuff. I, I believe the one guy was actually Cajun. The other guy, I don't know who I was. I would do
3: like a Cajun gator Alfredo or something. I and that's what like it. it
0: was real close to. You yeah. got to watch the video. It looked good. Yeah, It looked real good. Right, Ari? It looked delicious, didn't it? L- let's, we- play, let's play this bit out as we've done for three years. What do you think, Ari? It was entertaining. Okay. I believe in those guys. If that was something I was gonna eat, and I was down with the, the down south Cajun alligator stuff, um, alligator creamy or pasta? What are you out on? All three? Oh, I'll take creamy pasta with chicken or uh, something of that nature. That's would you honestly? Will I'll ask Willie. Would if Ari wasn't told that it was alligator? Would he know the difference? Nope. Exactly.
3: Wouldn't even know. It doesn't even have like a fishy. T- nothing. No. It, it's no. no. You, would you think have, it was dark? Uh, you yeah.
0: you think it was dark meat chicken? Yeah. You know, might not. It's not gonna be. a... One more time. What? You've both eaten alligator before? Oh, yeah.
3: No, oh, we're okay. just saying it because we're guessing.
0: <laughs> it happens. Let's not start off like there's this. There's a lot of assumptions on this show. No, there's not. Someone will always know the answer, okay. I think. Well, not always.
3: The, you, you're, you're more likely to go, okay, this isn't chicken if it was like, like a frog leg or frog. Yeah. But gator, no shot. No shot.
0: You'd no. have no clue. No.
3: Especially, I almost,
0: the other night, uh, the S.O. is very, very down on eating seafood. Uh, and the other night, we got a Fat Tuesday meal, and I had uh, some duck gumbo. Mm-hmm. And there was some shrimp in it, and I almost gave her a spoonful with the shrimp in it. She wouldn't have known. Now, if I say there's shrimp in it, she'll be like, I, well, I won't eat that. Most people don't know what they're really eating, unless you tell
3: them. I have really, but to go back what you one thing for me is I have enjoyed cooking my breakfast. I'm a breakfast guy. Like I, ha- I love making breakfast. Now people say, "Are you a breakfast guy? Are you more of a lunch guy?" Lunch is hit or miss for me. It, it really. I got to get a workout in to get a post workout meal to get lunch. But I love making breakfast. I could make probably a 1,200 calorie meal for breakfast if
0: you could afford it. The last couple of months, all of a sudden became like filet mignon, right. steak and lobster. Right. Just just a, a like a six egg omelet because I think you're big on eggs. Big. All of a sudden, nope, out of my budget.
3: Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. And then So um, what are
0: the eggs that you get? What are they down to a dozen?
3: The last I saw they were down to around thirteen or fourteen dollars, which is Wait, down what? from twenty. What kind do you get? What kind of eggs do you, what? Are you getting a thirty six pack? Always oh I always get the five dozen. Well, okay, well, let's I, I I said a dozen, okay. not 5. Oh, 4 I was I, okay, good. Four ninety. I was like $20 for it. What $4.99. What sort of next level you organic You said what kind of do- massage you get the eggs you get. I said a dozen. Okay. Yeah. I don't I've never I I can't remember the last time I bought just a dozen eggs. I
0: can't even get through a dozen. I wound up throwing them out. I get them I get them all the time and we have like four or six. And once really? they went to like 8 bucks a dozen, I'm like, "No." Wow. Absolutely not.
3: You're an egg guy. I'm not. Yeah, no. I, it's, I could do six to eight eggs a day, but remember, here's the other thing. Once it gets past three, I'm usually let's say I have a let's say I'm making a six to egg six to eight egg omelet. Five of them are whites, and then I'm doing a whole one and mixing it in. So I'm not doing. I mean, I'm not going to load right. up on the cholesterol. But then there's got to be you got to put the peppers. You got to have some some Serrano and then a certain protein whether it's going to be a little chicken or steak from the night before gator gator
0: could be a gator yeah sure
3: and then you toss it nice flip it i do have a good i have a little bit of a a real quick one for you this is really cool so there's a grocery store by my house that i go to i put this in the rundown before i can't remember we never it's never made it but it's about to make it how many times have you ever can you think of the scene where i've said i have the deli people shook because of the cheese so at the deli place that i go to they have the pre-sliced cheese whether it's american cheddar swiss sometimes they combine it with the uh ah, sometimes
0: they come well, why,
2: why was that why was that necessary
3: it's completely stretched out i throw him a mic shield he tears it to shreds <laughs> you know it's funny that this happened you know why this happened because i'm about to tell you so, I and mean, you're too. How many eggs are you eating? Of, you shredded I, that thing. When Hulk? I bu- when I buy the cheese, they layer it on top of one another to get more across one sheet. So instead of going side by side, it, they kind of just overlap the slices of cheese, like five per sheet, and then they flip the, the tissue, and then they do the next five. Yeah. Okay. I buy it, and when you take it home and you go to pull one slice off, It tears on the other one, so you end up having to sit there and pull and shred. So you end up with two, three pieces, and it's all torn apart. You don't get the actual slice. It's frustrating. So I would go to the deli, and I would explain to them, listen, I want sliced cheese. And they said, well, you know, it's down there. I know it's down there, but I also don't like the way it's cut. I want it sliced, and I wow, want it placed on the tissue side by side, then flip the tissue side by side, then flip they, they the tissue. They must
0: love when you come in.
3: Well, they laugh. There's the one girl, she goes, I got, I'll got. i take care of him. I already know how he wants it. Do you know that last week I went into the grocery store? All the sliced cheese is now done that way. Their brand and the boar's head. It's all cut, and it's side by side. And I went up to the to my girl. She goes, you saw that, didn't you? And I was like, I'll take credit.
0: Of course you will. But, I, but I, 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 I do believe you're right. I wouldn't be that picky, but I do believe you're right. There's nothing like having everything torn apart because it's not separated. Right. We're big deli men.
3: Stinky provolone.
0: We're also, both of us are aggressive drivers. But I got to tell you, mm. just go with it. Okay. Um, I know you are. I watched a video yesterday that, God, I forget who was commenting on it, but our buddy uh, Terrell Emerson. Mm-hmm. Put it out. And someone put together a little video montage of my younger brother, LaMelo Ball. You know, as I said before, I love LaVar, my second dad. But someone's got to talk to LaMelo about his driving. Did you watch this video? I'm watching. Let's take a break. Willie's going to watch the video. We'll actually get ready for the show on the way back. I want you to watch this video and watch the way he's behaving. And the first thing I thought of was, this is... Potentially a Henry Rugg situation. Stop driving like a complete fool because you're wealthy and you feel like there's no repercussions. Really, really stupid stuff. So, yes, we will go into full old man lecture mode. We got more NBA on the way. Mark McMillan's coming up later in the hour. And the latest updates on what's happening with Derek Carr and potential landing spots.
2: Follow the guys on Twitter, at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez, or tweet the show at Cofield & Co.
1: If I had a starting five for the most overrated fast food restaurants, number five, Sonic. It. Because it used to be decent. Nowadays, the people don't even skate no more. They took all the fun out of it. The only thing keeping them in business is those slushes, those damn drinks and happy hours, keeping them in business, because the burgers be so goddamn dry.
2: You are listening to Cofield and Company live at the Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar inside Treasure Island. Yeah, we'll get to that. That was a that was a fired up dude about
0: fast food places he's disappointed with. So we had a little assignment during the break. You were just yeah. watching the uh, mashup video mm-hmm. of Lamelo Ball leaving mm-hmm. in his uh, multiple cars mm. from the Charlotte Arena. What would you think?
3: Well. The speeding part of it, every you know, that stood out. But the one of of the entire video, the one that stood out to me the most was near the end where he drives around a car out of a parking garage, yep. a, a truck, comes to the left and then scoots. Around and in front of the truck. Well, the truck had already pulled out, but instead of just waiting, right, the truck was already pulling out. Mm-hmm. But he decided to go to the left, scoot around, and go wide.
0: And then he's blowing through multiple red lights.
3: It's basically just a sign of entitlement. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know who this kid thinks he is, but...
0: Well, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we had it happen here, didn't we? The entitlement. And from what we had heard, Henry Ruggs drove like a jackass often around the Raiders facility, and no one got to him or got through to him.
3: Well, not only him,
0: and we know with Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett, like, like it's okay to tell it's multiple o- rental cars. It's okay to tell rich people, rich athletes, be a little more responsible. You're putting people in danger. Yeah. So, and after I saw the video, I, I was, I was thinking, man, if I lived in Charlotte, I might just go down there and just wait until he leaves and just try to set up a low speed accident. He does that often. Now, maybe he only did it three times, four times that it was on video. I don't know. But, this would but be I good. hope that gets out there and goes viral because, dude, slow down. You're going you're gonna to hurt yourself or hurt someone uh, driving like that. Cut it out. LaMelo Ball leaving the arena in what, like a Ferrari? And then I don't know what that other thing was. I don't know
3: what that other purple thing was. Yeah, pretty is. cool looking. I don't know about but all try,
0: that. Trying to, try to plow into people.
3: Do you find it odd that the two cars he had kind of make up Laker colors?
0: <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows what his future is. His brother's having a real tough time. Lonzo basically hasn't played in a year and a half. He got shut down again for the whole season. Sucks.
3: Yeah, well, it's going to suck even further if this kid. I mean, you know, first time he gets pulled over or something. I mean, someone's going to have to put him and put him in his place because it, it, it's just it's, it's it's not cool. It's not it's not it's not cool. It's not funny. It's not it's not okay. You know, when you look at when you look at the video and you see how he's driving, it's just like he has no care in the world. That he can do whatever he wants. Is uh,
0: is my account of you mentioned Arnett? But is my account correct on rugs as well? Had you heard that? Yeah, that there were a couple times where people were like, "What's who's screeching out of the freaking parking lot?" Yeah, that, no, that was down out there. In Anderson.
3: No, that had well, not only that, but that was out there because that was one of your biggest things. Was like, um, it, it was bothersome for you because this was a guy that um lives in your neck of the woods. So it, it bothered you that the fact that he's driving like that, yeah. not only under the influence, but he had a reputation for being a fast driver because wasn't there like an, another person or something that had said he had driven fast in the past or there was something, there was some, there was a story behind that, that he had driven fast just sober and he was known to drive fast and it, it bothered you genuinely because... That's oh, kind of my neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. It's all up Who wants ne- to
0: be freaking T-boned, you know, just driving locally. Right. You don't want to be T-boned ever. 364-1100. Caller seven three six four one one zero zero. we got the Mountain West Conference Tournament coming to town in just a couple of days as uh, things will kick off on March 5th. The women and the men going for the auto bid to the NCAA Tournament. We've got two tickets to one of the sessions of the Mountain West Conference Tournament. 364 is the number. Caller number 7. You can grab your own tickets at UNLVTickets.com or the MW.com slash 2023. Sessions start as low as 25 bucks For the women, you can buy the entire tournament for... $75 and then there's uh, the ultra packs with uh, food and parking that are also available. You can get all the information at the mw.com/2023. Tickets right now. Ari's got them. 364-1100. Call her 7.
2: The Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar. There's nothing like a Football Friday at Treasure Island.
1: First up, albacore BLT on ciabatta bread served with a tarragon aioli. Unfortunately, This person forgot to put on the pickled cauliflower.
2: Damn. I love this. What is missing is the acidity.
1: I'm wondering what would have been the outcome if I would have managed to get those pickles on the plate. There was one pickle on there, though.
2: (laughs) It's time for Grillin' McMillan with ESPN Las Vegas NFL insider Mark McMillan.
0: All right, rolling on. Uh oh. Picklegate. Willie's here, Cofield. It's time to break down Mark McMillan's appearance on next level chef as we go to week four. Mark has made it through. I'm sweating bullets the entire time. Watching. Mark, what's going on, buddy?
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm going I'm doing good, man. I saw your I saw your meme last night, man, when the show was going on, man. You were you were nervous, man. just imagine how I feel in that kitchen.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you guys are doing this. It is freaking! It is nerve-wracking, and last night was sandwich night, and all three chefs, led by Gordon Ramsay, said don't underestimate a sandwich because you can take it to another level, but you can also screw it up. And, man, there were so many sandwich screw-ups last night.
1: Yeah, it was, like I said, the, you know, you think of a sandwich, once we figured out the sandwich was a was challenge, everybody's like, oh, I can make a sandwich, but you still don't know what kind of – protein you're gonna have to grab so every time man you see it up every time that platform drops down you just have something in your mind like i was thinking like hey man i'm gonna make a a reuben sandwich or i'm gonna make a patty melt that was my thought but i didn't see any ground beef or anything so all i saw was catfish so i just grabbed the fish
3: (laughs) well and i and i have to ask because i wonder just not just on a sandwich but sandwich is a great example but in general when they give you something like that, right? They say, "Okay, it's sandwich night, but we're going to step it up—something a little more gourmet, if you will, or, or on a different level." But sometimes you have to be simplistic with the offering and then put the bow on it. it, 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 it do you do you feel that in the crunch time, where okay, I don't want to go overboard, but I want to I want to keep it simple in what I know and what I do. And then maybe at the end, top it off to give that spectacular flair.
1: Uh, well, when you tee it up, man. Once you find out what, what your uh, what your challenge is, you just got to go for it. And you know, uh, I think everybody figured it out. You know, you just can't play it safe. Uh, these these chefs have really good palates, uh, so you got to really bring the flavor. And you know, they throw little hints in there about bringing the heat. So you know, they wanted something with some flair. They wanted something with some heat on it. Uh, so we saw everybody grabbing peppers. Paprika, chili powders, making sriracha mayo. So it, it was, it was, uh, it was mind-boggling, man, just to see all these sandwiches being made. And then, obviously, my my uh, teammate Kathy uh, didn't even have any bread,
3: but she still right. came through. Okay, so Mark, we see the unbelievable smoking that you do week to week. We see when you tag. Everybody, different times, rotation, sometimes me, sometimes Adam, always Cofield. But we see these posts with these be- with the beautiful presentation.
1: The one knock on you
3: yesterday was presentation.
1: Hey man, you know, you can't always get it right. You just gotta get it on the plate. You know, at this point, uh, you know, you just gotta get it on the plate. You saw people dropping their, their plates. Uh, you know, the first, first time my presentation was terrible. It fell off the platform. I remember so this. And, you know, the presentation wasn't, wasn't uh, I guess you would say, eye-boggling. But the flavor, I think I hit my flavor profile really well. And when you get Gordon Ramsey to say you got nice flavor, that's a win.
0: Yeah, he's been very complimentary of lots of people. We'll kind of break down who the, the folks are who are excelling. Mark McMillan's with us. He's part of the cast competing on Next Level Chef. Of course, he's one of our football insiders. But he's made the big time here on Fox every thursday night so for you you know moving forward with the whole presentation thing i mean how much time are you gonna to have to carve out to make sure that the presentation is good because what's going to happen is as other folks who just haven't been good with their flavors they get eliminated then the competition is going to be full bore and the presentation is going to be you know have to be spot on
1: man see this is like the nfl it's week to week you know you could be hot one week <laughs> uh you can be bad the next week and you know uh, obviously, I was just excited. that every time I get the plate on the platform in time, feed, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I just want to get the plate on the platform so at least they have an opportunity to taste my food. But, you know, uh, presentation is, is huge, uh, especially in this competition when you're cooking for three of the top chefs in the world. So uh, being on Gordon Ramsay's team, you know, you, you hear him always talking about prepare your plate before you even put your, your, your food on it. So, he was coaching us before we even get on there, so you always pick out your plate before to kind of match your dish. Uh, so you know, I, I think that's one thing that you could probably see with our team. We have a, the dishes that matches our, our our flavors and matches our palate. Uh, but like I said, man, you got to bring it, man. That forty five minutes goes by quick.
0: For you, have there been moments that are reminiscent of when you first got? into the NFL where you're out on the practice field, or even on a game day, you know, game day, you're out there and you're looking in front of you, right? And you see some of the players on that Eagles defense and you're like, holy crap, I'm here. Look at how good these people are who are around me and in front of me. Like, are you feeling the same thing? Sometimes when you put, you know, you put your plate out, they're, you know, they're about to eat it. And then you see what the other plates look like and you're like, holy crap, these people are really good. Just like, you know, Reggie White and, you know, Andre Waters and whoever was in front of you on that defense.
1: Yeah, every time we get on that bus, I look at these chefs get on the bus with their playbook. They have cookbooks. They got what? backpacks. Uh, you know, they're a serious competitors. And then when we get to the green room, you know, they got their headphones on. They got their cookbooks. They got menus. They got stuff that they, they went to school for. So I'm like, man, I'm in the real competition with some real live chefs. But like I said, man, as a rookie coming into the league, I just had to step it up and, uh, you know, take my lumps and, and just, you know, shake it off. And who would have thought, though, see, I am still around going to round four. So, you know, for me, after that first day, I was like, man, I won. I, you know, I was like, I won either way. Uh, like I said, I have a great team that, that backs me 100%. Uh, you know, I know they go crazy on social media. But, like I said, man, it's a it's a mind-boggling experience just to be in the same uh, category with some of these chefs. You see Chef Tucker on our team. He is. She is right the every outfit, week, and, you know. every week,
0: she's been freaking money. <laughs> every week, she freaking nail. I don't think she's got a bad play yet. Here's the other thing that's kind of opposite of my NFL point. You, uh, you know, there's a group of you guys who are you know thirty to whatever late fifties, and as you look out there, it's actually the young people who have taken the lead between Teeny and Meneer's like 27, He's like twenty. Yep. Nuri was yep. twenty two. Preston's nineteen. These young people. Yep. Not. I mean, not only are they cooking good meals it's like it's freaking layered the presentation's awesome that's intimidating
1: oh my gosh man like i said uh you know they don't show it all but i'm asking Preston. you know during the cook time hey man how do you do this or what should i do here i'm asking tucker to taste some of my meals taste really? some of my sauce we're always talking on our floor they don't show all that but i am asking for help all the time and you know we're bouncing off ideas uh, off each other, but uh, like I said, we got some young guns. You know, I feel like, uh, shoot, I feel like Willis Reed right now, man. <laughs> With the coming out at halftime on one leg, I'm like, man, how much longer can I, uh, you know, sustain this uh, this tempo? But uh, you know, we have a great group. Like I said, Steve, we all huddle up before the uh, before the competition starts. Uh, you know, we're Team Ramsey. We're against everybody else. You know, I know people are trying to knock us off. Uh, As you saw last night, everybody is gunning for us now. We're the only team with six people left.
3: Well, I want to go back for a second. You said that when you get on the bus or you get in the green room and they got their headphones in, they got their their playbook out, which is their cookbook. For you, being a defensive back, right, NFL, same sort, at what point in the show does it transition from anxiety to it's game time, baby. It's like, you know, Brian Dawkins coming out of the locker room with that that big stomp, that big ho-hoom. <laughs> Put the headphones on, throw some EP,
1: B, EPMD on, and let's go. Hey, when we get from the green room and we go downstairs to get our briefing uh, about what we're going to do, you go over the rules and regulations. Uh, you know, if, if Preston is calm, then I'm calm. And he's a young guy, so he's always behind me, uh, you know, when we do our little walk-in, and he's patting me on the back. He's massaging my shoulders. He's telling me to loosen up. And he's like, I have my coffee today, uh, Chef McMillan, so I'm going to crush it today. So I'm like, if he's feeling that confident, he kind of eases my, little, uh, my anxiety as well. But trust me, guys, I am a nervous wreck in that kitchen. <laughs>
0: Mark McMillan is with us, doesn't have a mean bone in his body. When I watch these shows, I get real mean. So I keep throwing uh, you know, critical questions. his way. I did want to ask you, though, when, when you're making a sandwich and two people forget the bread, in your mind, in the competition, should that be like auto-elimination? Because or... both of them – well, Daryl actually didn't make it out of the show, so he forgot bread and had to go to the cook-off. Um, yeah. Your good friend uh, Cassie, a, a Jersey lady, she forgot her bread, yeah. but her, her meat was so good – that they moved around without the cook-off. Like, even over oh, the yeah. pickle the pickle thing, too. Like, you had to pickle stuff. Everyone had to do some sort of pickled vegetable, and someone completely forgot to plate it. Do you think that should be auto-elimination, or do you like the fact that they're kind of understanding?
1: I, I like the fact that they're kind of understanding. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a pressure cooker situation, and like you said, these people, are, uh, these chefs are pickling vegetables within 45 minutes. It's crazy, you man. Know? so. For so for them to even do that, you know, I actually learned how to pickle uh, vegetables, learn how to make sriracha mayo. Just on that in that little time frame, forty five minutes, Holy they're crap. like, hey, add the oil, add the mayonnaise, you know, add a little Dijon mustard. So we're always learning on the fly. So I don't think guys can really nitpick, uh, and the chefs don't do that. They don't nitpick like that because they know, man, once that platform come down, right. you don't have too much time, and you know, you got to be able to grab and see because. Everybody always runs to one spot. You know, we never – I never went over to, all the way to the left side. I always went to the right side, stayed in my lane, and just try to grab as much as I could.
0: Dude, as that platform dropped on this one, I thought you reached over to try to grab, like, one last thing. I'm like, watch it. You're going to flip.
1: <laughs> you know, I th- actually thought I was going to flip over. You know, that was a fear of mine, uh, especially being on the top level. You know, it's a large platform. That, that studio is huge. And, you know, I was always fearful. Like, man, I wasn't I, – I didn't lose enough weight to get my plate on the first series. So I was like, I started doing stretching in my room, you know, from that. But <laughs> then on, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta work on my hops, man, in case I have some, uh, some failure again. But man, I was leaning over. I was trying to grab something. I don't know what I was trying to grab. I was just like, and And Gordon's like, just grab it. <laughs> the thing, you
3: know, you said you gotta think quick on your feet. Like the second that there's no bread for me, like I it. it, it it didn't even, I didn't even flinch. I didn't flinch. I would have automatically been like, okay, I'm just going to grab some iceberg and make it a protein style and be like, I went carb-free because that's the thing of the." And it would have never even let on that forgot the bread.
0: No, they, they well, the, Cassie did that, and they still crapped on her. Her her food but was she good. she
3: admitted that she, no?
0: Yeah, no, she admitted it. That's but but they, you know, I think it was Gordon was like, it's still not a sandwich. I don't care about the lettuce. It's still not a sandwich. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's just not, it's just not. So.
1: That's to show you how quick. You have to think on your toes. It's, it's uh, so crazy. You, know, uh, you, you got to be quick on your toes. If you forget something, and we always forget something, you're always going to forget something. You just got to just get back into the game. Uh, like I said, it, it could be man coverage. If I'm in man coverage, and the safety misses being on the top, you still got to cover that receiver. So you got to be quick on your toes.
0: I think on Cofield and Company, the, head, the, the if all of us did it, all the well not all the contributors because we can't let you in it because you'll kill us, but. If it was the, the main four or five people are on the show, I think it would be JVT and Willie, but I'm not sure who would deal best with the pressure. What do you think, Willie?
3: I don't know. I didn't know the JVT cooked.
0: You didn't? Mm-mm. No, we talk about it all the time.
3: Yeah.
0: You guys have gone on it, uh, gone at it on social media over it.
1: That he but cooks. You guys yeah. got to remember. You guys got to remember. You can enter the contest, but. There's no ingredients like you can't go in there and get your perfect seasonings. You know, you (laughs) got to use whatever whatever is on that kitchen floor. You got to use what, and the knives could be dull. You could be cooking with oil that's 50 degrees instead of 180 degrees Fahrenheit. So there's always some curveballs, and the water we They had to adjust the water too because it wasn't as hot. Even the grills wasn't as hot. The fryers wasn't as hot. So. We were just learning and, and obviously the cats are just learning along the way too. Little Nick's and Mac. So you're like, man, if my French fries or my, my French heads don't cry in time, I'm gonna throw in some raw you know, some tentacles in my uh, in my food.
0: Mark McMillan. Thursdays, next level chef. Mark has advanced. It's good stuff, man. I'm very much into it. Very much into Woo. it. All right, I got I got a couple of football questions for you to, to close here.
1: Yeah, so yeah. We, give me some football. Let me calm down. Give me some football. I know. My blood is high right now.
0: Thinking about this. Show. we got to all calm down. <laughs> um, I I love what the Eagles were doing throughout the season and especially at the end with that kind of victory formation, that power run with two guys behind Jalen Hurts, and yeah. it worked a lot. And we come out of the Super Bowl and almost immediately people are like, "We got to get rid of that." I I don't want the NFL to get rid of it, and I actually think we're selling what the Eagles were doing. We're selling the Eagles short. Because I don't know if you noticed yesterday, one of the XFL teams tried to do that play, and they had Ben DiNucci at quarterback, and they yeah. completely effed it up. Like, just because one team is really good at something doesn't mean we need to – like, if, if it was automatic across 32 teams, that's one thing. But the Eagles are really yeah. good at it. Why take away an advantage with something they came up with?
1: Yeah, that was crazy. If you, if you go back, Tom Brady was really good at that as well. You good. know, But they didn't change the rules when Tom Brady was doing it. You know, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Jalen Hurts is very successful at it. Uh, you saw the botch snatch by the quarterback last night in the, uh, XFL game. That's, that's part of the game. You know, if, if you, if you, if you got some hogs up front, you got to stop them. It's basically goal line offense against goal line defense. And if you can't stop it, that's your problem. That ain't Jalen Hurts' problem. Now they got to change their, you know, their change the formation or change the, uh, change the plays now. You can't do the quarterback sneak, basically. So now it's uh, you know the rules are changing, but it's crazy to me that they change the rule all of a sudden. Jalen Hurts starts being successful at it.
0: So Mark, let's close on this one. Let's pretend that Aaron Rodgers in a trade is the number one goal of the Raiders. Willie, what was your question? We're going to get to
3: out of the. They're, they're going to have to part with one big piece, Mark. I know who I think. I don't. I don't want to see any of them go, but I think the one that makes right. the most sense. What's the one big piece for Rodgers that ha- that has to be
1: included in the deal? Man, and, you're, and you're not going to like a, my
3: answer. Let me put it that way.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, you, you, you're thinking like, well, you can't get rid of Devontae. Uh, Josh Jacobs or Darren Waller, um, you know, you can't get rid of Max Crosby. Or can you get rid of Max Crosby? So there, there's the three guys that I would say that you will probably kind of make a deal happen. Besides that, I don't think anybody else has real value like that besides those three players.
3: Yeah, my thought was uh, first and foremost with Josh, um, just simply because he's going to demand the money that he deserves. Um, yeah. And I believe I had put in a rundown, we never got to it, but Steve had pointed out a graphic that's been going around and it's basically gone viral. On Twitter was like the top 10 or 12 Super Bowl champs and what the, the running back of those winners were made that year Um, it's proven that you don't need a big money running back to win a Super Bowl. So it would make sense that he would go. The one name that I came up with to package with someone like Josh in a pick might be to bring in a veteran edge as you you package Chandler Jones, who I'd hate to see go. He's a great guy in the locker room. But, you know, there are some top-tier edge rushers that could be taken early with that seventh pick if you were to move Jacobs, Chandler Jones, and a later draft pick.
1: Yeah, that, that that'll be uh, obviously Raider Nation will be pissed off. Uh, more about losing Josh than right. using using uh, losing Chandler Jones. You know who was uh, who had a couple of you know flashes late in the season. Then he just shut it down with a mysterious elbow injury. Uh, but I think Josh Jacobs will be probably your money guy that you can cop- possibly uh, you know move a little bit. Uh, like I said, running back come a dime a dozen seems like in the National Football League. And their lifespan as far as playing running back at a high level is a lot shorter. Uh, We saw that with Christian McCaffrey once he got his bag. You know, things kind of faltered in Carolina. Goes to San Francisco. Air is a little different. You know, the seafood is a little better. There's no more Bojangles down there in Charlotte and San Francisco. And, you know, kind of revitalized his career a little bit. So it was tough to see Josh Jacobs uh, go. But if he's going to get his bag, I really want to see that young man cash in because he had an amazing season. And,
3: you know, he bet on himself and he won. 100%. I agree. He he deserves the money he gets, but I also get it that if there's one position that it's proven that doesn't need to be paid top dollar to win a Super Bowl, it's the running back. And, you know, Devont, like you said, Devontae's not going anywhere. I don't think Darren Waller needs to go anywhere. you got to have that sort of combo piece for McDaniels' system, tight end, wide receiver. Keep Hunter in the slot.
1: Josh is going to be
3: the one that has to go.
1: Yeah, we talk about a running back. Steve, you're Rutgers guy for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, this is a late-round pick, guys. That wasn't highly taught it, but all he did was just run hard and, you know, catch the ball in the backfield, being successful. Is he a franchise-type back? You know, Alaire was hurt. Uh, their top pick out of LSU a couple of years ago, but, you know, the young guy filled in uh, really well for the Kansas City Chiefs and they won the Super Bowl with not a franchise running back.
0: Mark, you're the man. Wish you luck moving forward. Can't wait, uh, can't wait to watch the show next week. What else you got going on? You got any engagements coming up, appearances? I know your phone's been blowing up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of interviews that's lining up, man. And uh, obviously my barbecue sauce is in production, so that should be releasing uh, in two weeks, man. So there's a lot of stuff going on, golf golf trips, uh, appearances as well. But, like, these are going good, man. Being on this show has opened up a whole other avenue for me. So I'm sure the people that has been watching my grilling videos watching me on the show i get a lot of people like damn you can cook you know they don't say it on twitter to be noticed now now it's (laughs) in my dms like damn bro you can cook more than barbecue (laughs) that's awesome all right mark we'll talk to you buddy i appreciate you guys keep up the good work
0: there he is uh, nearly 10 years in the national football league much of the time spent with the eagles has been developing as a social media chef and that's what the show is all about and he got on the show and he's kicking ass right now as uh, team ramsey is doing really, really well. We're at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Come on down. Parking is always free at the Treasure Island. 55-plus TVs in here. you got the Sportsbook and also the uh, sports betting kiosk are open
2: 24-7. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Colefield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Colefield & Co. Is he your most reliable defender now, game to game? I mean, EJ's still, Keyshawn, they're still elite on-ball defenders, um, but I do think he provides just a little uh – yeah, obviously, just a little more size. Um, I think in in that
0: regard, with guys that post up or play on the perimeter. So to your point, Air Force, he could cover like high rudder and then Utah State come back and cover. Fire. Very likely. Just Very likely. the whiteboard <laughs> oh, cool. just no. the whiteboard over. Okay. Yeah,
2: it's, it's likely, but uh, he does give you kind of that added element that you can you can switch him on. You know, if you want to switch with the guards, or if you want to put him on a bigger guard, uh, uh, he's shown that you know he's going <laughs> to battle like crazy if you do that. Hang in at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company.
0: So the uh, the him referred to in that discussion is youngin' Shane Noel, who really didn't play in the first half of the season, Willie. And now at 6'6 and about 215 pounds, he's emerged as a do-it-all guy on defense he covered Tyson Degenhart, who's the best offensive player on Boise State the last time out. Degenhart 6'7", 240 and was posting up. He covered him in the post. Earlier this season, he at times was on Isaiah Stevens, a six-foot point guard for Colorado State. So, my question about is he your most reliable defender? D.J. E. Harkless is very good. And Kevin Kruger brought up Keyshawn Gilbert. Mm-hmm. The problem right now with Keyshawn Gilbert is his offense has been spotty and his judgment has been spotty. So they've been limiting some of his minutes. If he plays well and plays responsibly, then he can play defense. But if he's not on the floor, he can't play defense. But Shane Noel has kind of come out of nowhere. And my point there that I was making, which I, I don't know what was going on with Paloma and the whiteboard, um, my point there is that I think Shane Noel down the stretch is going to be one of their defensive stoppers, and tonight they play Air Force. Their best player is this 6'5 dude who weighs like 190 pounds but can shoot the hell out of the three ball, Jake Hydebreeder. I think he's going to get matched up on him at times. And then the other guy I mentioned is 6'8 and 220 pounds, Taylor Funk. That's the next game against Utah State. That's how good he is defensively, how smart he is as a player, that he can basically cover one through five.
3: Well, what stands out to me for – for shane is he's got five steals in his last three games both games in which he registered steals were on the road one at san diego state four steals last time out at boise snags one Um, also on the defensive end i'm just looking at his at his numbers Um, he's got six defensive boards in the last couple of games nine total um, his contributions, you can just see the productivity. And realistically, in seven of the last eight games, he's played at least 18 minutes. So, yep. yeah, the productivity is picked up as of late. And the more repetition, if you will, the consistency in being on the floor, the more you're going to get out. Of it. And
0: this is while Luis Rodriguez is struggling with a recurring groin injury. I don't think he's going to go tonight, but we'll find out. Game time decision. tip, by the way, right after Cofield and company. Running Rebel warm-up goes with John Sandler and Curtis Terry. And I also, I'm not sure that Elijah Parquet is going to play. And he started out the season as their defensive stopper at 6-4. But, you know, he missed a a ton of time with a left leg injury. And he's come back and looks like he's re-injured it. So they absolutely need that bench to step up and provide, you know, 15, 20 minutes A night in the spot of Shane Noel. Keyshawn Hall's got to play. Jackie Johnson played a bit last game, so they're having to go deep.